When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's V-Week on ESPN as we continue Jim Balvano's fight against cancer. Come on, Good morning. It is time to get up with a Thursday night thrill fest. Unprecedented, plentiful, and pointless. What statement did Dak and Dallas make? Plus, wait a minute, what statement did Seattle make? Did you hear their explanation for the play that cost them the game? Oh, wait until we get into this, and we will. Then, the weekend of our dreams is here. When it's all sorted out on Sunday, who will be college football's Fab Four? We'll get you ready. Feinbaum and Desmond did more. Oh, here we go on a Friday. And better than ever. Thank you. Look at this over here. I'm, I'm moderating a presidential debate over here, it looks like. We got the middle aisle seat. We got the aisle seat. <laughs> yeah, get it on off my own room. <laughs> uh, good to be back. And we could not have possibly picked a better day. Look at the squad that's here, and it gets even better. Lewis Riddick is ready to go on standby. And again, all the college guys are going to be in here, so we are jam packed, but only one place to begin. Bartholomew, game of the night. Cowboys, Seahawks, oh, what a thriller. And speaking of it on prime time, how about having prime time and a son Shador in the house? Oh, foreshadowing maybe? But we'll see. Whoa, First quarter. Whoa, whoa. Seahawks down 3 nothing. Wait a minute. DK Metcalf is behind the defense. Oh, listen. Bland had a rough go at it. That is a grown man right there doing grown man things. It's the first time the Cowboys have trailed at home all year, but it didn't last long ensuing drive. How about the night C.D. Lamb had? I tell you what. C.D. Lamb has solidified himself as one of the best receivers in the game and Dak's go-to guy. We're hey, the man is Monday. Back and forth we're going all through this first half. Seven seconds to go the half. It's Gino again. It's Metcalf again. Danny Graziano. Seahawks up 21-20 at the half. Up 21-20. They have a must-win game for Seattle, and they came out looking like it. And they came out in the third quarter and did more of the same. Here they are at the five. Gino keeps it himself. 28-20 in favor of Seattle. So the Cowboys need an answer. Next drive, they've got one. Bartholomew, Tony Pollard takes it in. Hey, Tony Pollard's doing what he is, getting him out in space and getting behind that offensive line. They don't go for two, though, so it's 28-27 Seattle. Fourth quarter, same score. And it's DK Metcalf again. Six catches, 143 yards, three touchdowns for DK. Seahawks up 35-27, and then it's Dak, and he's in trouble. Mike T, he's down. Wait a minute. No, he's not. It's Eli Manning in the Super Bowl. Big thighs and save lives. How about and Bart? I mean, how about the strength he shows here? Listen, I wonder if this is because some of the new rules guys don't try and come with full force, but that is a grown man there. And it's hard to bring him down, and he makes a tremendous play. Dak has really put himself in the MVP conversation. He, indeed, he has, and that one would lead to a field goal. So it's 35-30. Seven minutes to go in the fourth. Near midfield, Seattle goes for it. Did we like the decision, Mike T? No, play field position. Back up Dallas, make him go the long, yeah. hard way. They haven't made a punt all night. Right. And, and they never would. Here we go back the other way. It's Prescott. It's Jake Ferguson. Oh, the Cowboys retake the lead. Every tight end highlight is featured with a safety close by. 38-35 <laughs> after the two-point conversion. Now Seahawks, another fourth down play. Another 
they're one that gets chucked up in the air. Seahawks turn it over on downs again. Ricky Cowboys looking to put it away. Seahawks, no timeouts left. Third down. What are we doing here? Catastrophically terrible decision. This had a 15% chance of uh, being successful, Greeny. They just gave Seattle 40 more seconds to have the ball. They did. did. Just go but then on the final play, it wouldn't matter. For the third consecutive drive, the Seahawks turn it over on downs. This one with Micah Parsons coming unblocked. Dak, what a night. I put a lot into this game. I prepared my ass off. Uh, got amazing coaches and players around me right now doing the exact same. So I understand nobody's opinion defines me. People can say whatever they want, but, but you know, I have the pen, I have the paper, and I'm the one writing. <laughs> oh, Ooh, like he's I got all the smoke. I, I, I like it a lot. It's the right attitude to have, and he's <laughs> taking it with him. All right, Lewis, you get it started. Put your feet up, folks. We have set aside plenty of – not you. We have set aside <laughs> plenty of time to get into this game commercial-free, so let's do it. Lewis, number one takeaway, what was the statement that Dak Prescott and the Dallas Cowboys made on national television last night? I think the number one statement was that, look, we're, we're ready for it. We're ready for it in the biggest of moments. And Dak in particular is ready for it. Like he's the guy, as indicated right there by his postgame comments, that everyone really focuses their scrutiny on. Whether or not he can make good decisions with the football, play at a high level, play at a top two, top three level when his team needs him the most. Maybe when everything else around him, meaning all three phases, aren't clicking. And last night, make no mistake about it, the defensive phase was not clicking. And I think he showed you... About the fact that he was, what, 29 of 41? He like, CD had a couple drops, so he could have been even better. He was well over 100 in his passer rating, and he was in total command. And I think the one thing about the command thing is this. Aaron Rodgers spoke about this earlier on this week. And look, great players may not always be able to coach, other, coach uh, players, but great players recognize great performances. And Aaron Rodgers mentioned the fact that right now Dak is so in control with everything that is happening at the line of scrimmage pre-snap and post-snap. And he is playing so on balance in terms of his ability to play with consistent efficiency, consistent mechanics, consistent decision-making. And that's why right now, as of last night, he's number one in the NFL in QBR, number two in completion percentage above expected, which are the ways in which you should really statistically judge quarterbacks because that takes everything into account. You can't argue with anything about what the guy is doing, and he's ready right now for this tough stretch that's coming. And I think he'll play the best football that we've ever seen him play. Yeah, that stretch will begin with Philadelphia a week from Sunday. We'll get to all of that. By the way, you mentioned he's one and he's two. I can tell you also right now he's top three. Will, we can put it up there as I turn to Graziano here. He's now top three in the MVP odds as well. If you take a look at ESPN bet right now, he is behind only Jalen Hurts and Patrick Mahomes, and he's coming on strong. And Graziano, you said to me this morning, Last night was exactly what the Cowboys needed. Why? Well, they have the Eagles next week, as we've been discussing, and they needed a test that they passed. Right? They, needed, they needed to be pushed and to succeed, and be able to come back and win a game. Because what have they not done? They hadn't beat teams with winning records. Seattle come in 6-5. and five. They hadn't won a close game. Obviously, this was a very close game. Came right down to the end. I think this was exactly the perfect game to get the Cowboys ready for their biggest game of the year next week against Philly. Dak Prescott is, I mean, look, everything, everything we've said about them back in September, they couldn't get the ball in the, in, the, in the end zone when they got inside the 20. Well, they're doing that now to the point where on the opening drive last night when they settled for a field goal, you're kind of surprised. Mm. If you've been watching the Cowboys for the past month, you're like, oh, I would assume they would, they would go score there. So they're clicking, 
and they're they're ready and they're going to have more rest than the Eagles when they go into that game. It could not be a better setup for them. And I, that MVP list, that MVP favorites list, if yeah. the Cowboys win next Sunday, he will be number one on that list. There's no question in my mind. Well, you said this morning in, in our call, if, if the, realistically speaking, if the Cowboys win the division, then what? He's probably MVP because sure. the, the way that award, and I'm not saying that, that, that he should be, but the way that award voting works, I think that, you know, you look at the, the best teams, the best stories, and he would certainly be uh, among them. And Mike T, there's one stat you keep coming back to that I think really illustrates just how well he's playing. Yeah, he's second in the league in completion percentage, but he's fourth in yards per pass attempt. So similar to what Lewis said, Greeny, which is he's accurate, but he's getting the ball down the field. That means they're explosive on offense. That's really hard to do. Typically, you see one or the other. You see checkdowns with accuracy, but like that throw to C.D. Lamb, that is really hard to defend. Those tight window throws that he's getting down the field, and that's why he's really what Graz is saying, one of the best players in the sport right now. Now, here's what I will say. I'm very glad that at no point when I was in school was Bart Scott one of my teachers because you're a tough grader. I, I'm, I'm looking at your face, and yeah. you, have, you have a very <laughs> underwhelmed expression as everyone else is sitting here throwing bouquets in no, the no, direction no. of Dak Prescott. No, no, listen, to quote the old bad boys one, that's how you drive. Right? That's how you play quarterback, right? We were waiting for Dak Prescott when you had a guy on the opposite side sideline that was playing at a high level. I listen, my hat's off to Geno Smith. I think he played a tremendous game as well. And it could have went either way, right? You know, one play here, one play there. I thought the refereeing was horrible. I thought it was abysmal yesterday. But listen, this is what they needed. They needed a win like this to have confidence. The reality is, right, when you talk about Heisman, you talk about MVP, it's about defining moments against great teams and great opponents. He's going to have the opportunity, right? Listen, we talk about success is lease, not own, right? So we understand that, you know, he's going to face Tua. He's going to face golf. He's going to face Hurts. He's going to face Allen. And, that you know, he, he may or may not be the B-side, right? Understand, Geno Smith was the B-side, right? We, we, we understand that Geno's a great story. And he outdueled Geno Smith. But if he outdoes Tua, um, Allen, Hurts, then he'll get the award and it'll be well deserved. But you know, it's, it's, I don't want to you know, give them all their roses now because they have yeah, a tough road ahead. Long way to go. We, play, sure. we kick the can down the road and let's see because we can be taking all these things back later. He stepped up when the defense wasn't <laughs> playing at the level we're accustomed to seeing. Yeah, they've, they've, they've set themselves up for success. They are, they're playing at a level where you could see them beating all those teams. Like, yeah. I, I mean, like they, I mean the, the Eagle game was close in Philly. Yep. Right? It's not ridiculous to say that they can win that game at home. So they've set themselves up for success. Whether they deliver on it, obviously, will be the story of the season. Yeah, I want to push back on Bart because the trajectory mm. of this team is doing this. And yes. Greeny, you have to say to yourself, how are we going to get better post-trade deadline? Mm. And their solutions are on campus. Specifically, their two tight ends, Jake Ferguson and Luke Schoomaker. And... Hembo gave me the stat, but over the last three games, they have 11 first downs, and they're averaging 9.3 yards per attempt. Now, all of a sudden, when you have C.D. Lamb, Tony Pollard, and now two tight ends that can make plays, Greeny, they're getting better. I think they're going to stand toe-to-toe listen, with that, that roster. But that's a, you can't sit here and guarantee victory. Listen, mm. what I'm saying is, listen, they put their – listen, they're, the, they're, they're, they're group A, right? We, we talk about San Francisco, we talk about Philly, and we talk about Dallas. The, the B side is, is Dallas. And Dak you know, said it right, right? He's the author, right? He's got the pen. The, the issue is, in his career, he hasn't written out a happy ending yet. So we're waiting to see if it's a happy mm. ending to this because everything could be taken away if he loses another tough game. If a team like Detroit comes in and ruins the party, if he loses to San Francisco yeah. again, we're going to say, hey, you know, um, they, he's owned by San Francisco the same way that Aaron Rodgers was owned by San Francisco. So, listen, 
I understand pound your chest a little bit. It's mm. cool, but pump your brakes. Let's not get too far ahead of our skis because you can come back to reality in this league real <laughs> from, fast. From wherever our, our good friend, Mr. Stephen A., is watching this morning, you know he has that smile on his face. It's just setting up. <laughs> it's it's, it's just setting up. <laughs> it, is, it is setting up for the legendary collapse. Lewis, go. <laughs> you know what? I, I mean, Bart, I hear you, man. You, you are really wanting people to slow down in their praise of this football team. But I, I think I, I would just say this. Is your concern more about Dak and about his ability to raise his no. level in the biggest of moments? Because quite honestly, when I'm looking at this football team 1 through 53 right now, this is not – this right now, they have more answers – I mean, have more questions for me on the defensive side of the ball in the middle yes. of the field second level. Because that's where San Francisco is going to absolutely bludgeon yes. you. That's where they're going to bludgeon you, between the numbers with the pass game and run game. And you look at Dallas right now at the linebacker position. Mike, I, I love your phrase about all the answers are on campus. The answers are not on campus on defense at the second mm-hmm. level of linebacker. They have got to do something about it. Otherwise, that's going to be their Achilles heel. Seattle yep. showed it some last night. They even showed it some out on the corner. You see how you can get after Deron Bland right now. You see what his kryptonite is. So you, there, there are some Make questions on the defensive side where, on, you know, really all, all season long, we've been talking about the fact that Dan Quinn has it on lockdown. This is one of the best teams in the NFL. Deron Bland is going to be defensive player of the year. You want to talk about pump the brakes? You might want to pump the brakes there because they need to play a certain way, yes. which is they need to be ahead. They need to be rushing the passer because if you really want to get after them and start r- running the football, like what, last night, if Seattle could have ran the football even more effectively and just taken Missing more time off the clock, yeah. limited some of Dak's possessions, yeah. hey, it may, it may have been an even different, more different story for yeah. Seattle last night. That's what Sam Fran can do. So that's the thing you have to look out for with Dallas. So if we say that the solution to their defensive problem isn't necessarily on campus, is it actually available in this new NFL? What is its name? It's, it's called uh, Shaquille Leonard or Shaq Leonard. Shaq Leonard. Yeah, Shaq Leonard. I think he changed his name, right? Yeah, Shaq, yeah, Shaq Leonard. No, Shaq Leonard. He's, he's, there. he's sitting out there available to the highest bidder. He was in Dallas earlier this week. Graziano. He was yeah, but in, he also was in Philly. And he went to Philly. So, so I, what's going to happen here? Well, I think this weekend he'll decide. And, and he'll, he probably gets offers from both teams, and he'll decide where he wants to go. But uh, – both teams can use him right now, and Dallas certainly, he, they, they would view him as a piece that would solidify the right. things for them in the middle. Maybe not the player he was two or three years ago before the injuries set in, but, but a stabilizing. Yeah. If only I had a linebacker sitting in the room who knows what exactly what it's like to be the guy who can go out there and punch someone in the mouth when it's needed. No. Is he exactly what the Cowboys need? He's exactly what they need. He's exactly what Philadelphia needs. He's exactly what the Buffalo Bills mm. needs, and he's going to have the opportunity to make his own decision. Huh. And listen, he may not be what he once was, but what he is is a, a guy who has performed at a high level. He's a communicator. He can get guys lined up. And he allows the Dallas Cowboys not to have to use Michael Parsons at middle linebacker at times when they get him bludgeoned to death. So he allows them to be able to have that balance. And he, he may not be able to make the plays that he once was, but he has play recognition to allow the guys that can make plays to make the plays. So by how do we get him? With. How do we get him on campus? So take you behind the scenes. He has rare leverage for a post-Thanksgiving. You have three teams. So now I want to know, what are you going to do for me in 2024? I want a two-year deal with guaranteed money next year. So Buffalo, Philly, Dallas, who's stepping up and giving me a year two? And I know I agree with these guys saying he's not what he once was. But if I'm Dallas and I can shore up a massive weakness, I'm probably stretching behind my, uh, beyond my comfort zone, Greeny, yeah. and giving him some guaranteed yeah. money for next year. All right, as promised, yeah. we continue commercial free here. I, I, I want them to yeah. start big picture. We did. Now let's go little picture. Yes. If Seattle drives the ball down the field and wins that game in the final 30 yep. seconds, 
Boy, would the conversation be different this morning. Once again, yes. the Cowboys on a third down here in the final two minutes chose to throw a ball into the end zone. And Mike T, as you said, what was their chance of scoring? 15% agree. That's where Mike McCarthy, the head coach, has to overrule Mike McCarthy, the play caller, and say, what would Dan Quinn want in this situation? You gave Pete Carroll 40 seconds. You run Mm. that ball in the situation. If you get three yards or more, the game is over. But knowing that there's only a 15% chance of that being a touchdown, that's an inexcusable decision. Please tell me you're not going to disagree with that. (laughs) Yeah, well, listen, listen. I understand what Mike McCarthy was doing. He was trying to show confidence to the best player on the football field, which is Dak Prescott, who had made great decisions with his arm and his his leg. You know, to to, to talk about also what that defense – hadn't done was stop Metcalf and you talk about late in that game if Njigba you know turns around he has the opportunity Lockett gets a football hit in his face right so I'm, I'm saying my defense is struggling you know I'm gonna put it in the hands of my best player we talked about Aaron Rodgers right a fourth down a couple of years ago right them taking the ball out of the best player's hands put it on his shoulders that's what comes with the with being an elite quarterback you're right. not taking the ball out of Peyton Manning that's fine. Run the ball. Give me your best run play. They ran in for a touchdown. Early. Put the ball in Tony Powell's hand well, and end the game. But why well, do you have an 85% chance of giving I, I, I Carroll understand, I understand, I understand, seconds? I understand everything you said, but listen, CeeDee Lamb was, was, was cooking barbecue chicken out there, right? And you got a guy out there on the island against your best guy with your best quarterback with the ability to run the ball as well. And listen, they made the play. You, you, you tip your hat, but you I'm not taking the ball in my best player's hands. Let me get Lewis in on this here. Lewis, what would you think? Yeah, you got to run it. You've got to run it. It's third and three. It's third and three. And the offensive line was starting to kind of assert itself as that game went along. Because remember now, like they, they've got some hogs up front. They got some people. If you can't get a third and three must-win situation, got to have it. Look, this is kind of like – this kind of goes back to the conversation that we had earlier in the year about whether or not Dallas needs to have a kind of closer at running back, yes, exactly. a pounder for these kind of situations, these kind of end-of-game four-minute situations where you're going, look, it's third and three. They know we're giving it to Big Boy, and we're still going to get him. We're going to close out this game. And we're going to walk off and you know and go have you know go to the after party. That's what the, the run <laughs> has to be. What it is, even if you don't make it, because of what Mike is alluding to, because of the fact that look, the probability of you scoring on that play was slim and none anyway. You have to yeah. run it there. You just I don't have think to it was, do it. I don't think it was about scoring. It was about getting the first down and right. closing the game out. But he threw and, the and ball that, in the end zone. Well, right. that's because that's because he right. saw, but, but that's because he saw one on one with his best player. And that's belief in him. The, the, the ideal, in my opinion, was to get the first down and close the game out to get three yards. And what happened is, you know, they left you know, him on the island, so they, tried, they took a shot with his best player. Look at that. That was a double move, right? And, and, and that, was, that was the right call, but it was just a better play by the defender. No, Sometimes but, you got to tip your Bart, you're wrong. Like, earlier in the game, on a jet sweep, they gave the ball to C.D. Lamb. For yeah, they did. So there, there's a low-risk, high-reward. It's players, not plays. You want to give it to Pollard? Great. Lamb, great. Just make sure that clock's running. Bro. Yeah, and I think that's the thing. Like, if you want to throw it, fine. Yeah. But there are higher percentage throws available to you at that point. I mean, you saw those guys I mean, cross, I mean, could have got the first down. Yeah. This, it's almost like you it's the paradox even, of, of confidence, so you right? Like, it, you know, period. Like, Dak Prescott's playing so well, he had no reason to think that, that throw to C.D. Lamb in the end. C.D. Lamb's playing so well. They had no reason to think that throw wouldn't work because it, se- it seems to be working every play, single time it's right play, now. It's playing against everything the defenders think. 
they're going to the sticks, right? So that's what the double move is for. That's what the slant's for. Hoping the guy jumps the double move, but he didn't jump the double move because it was a safety coming down that took the slant away. The, the, the critical question here is the one about Mike McCarthy and game and yes. clock management, yes. right? That's because like story. whatever yeah. play you call, whatever success it does or doesn't have, you have to be aware of how important those 40 seconds are at that time. In the, uh, Speaking the of which, Lewis, I have 40 seconds. They're for you. Final <laughs> word, go. Look, those are the kind of things that right there, those kind of decisions right there are going to be the ones that ultimately, if something costs this football team, mm -hmm. that's what's going to cost them in the end. Because, look, there, there's just I, – look, I, Bart, I understand your rationale. I understand your rationale in terms of the – you know, Dak was cooking. CD was killing people. They tried to run the double move because they thought they would catch the cornerback squatting. But, look, the smart football decision there is mm -hmm. run the football. Mm -hmm. Give me your best run play for third and three, and if we don't get it, the clock is still running, and then we take mm -hmm. off those extra 40 seconds or whatever it would be. That's it. That's it. You can't make any other decision. And if yeah. you do that against a better football team, it's going to cost you. It's over. I mean, then you make, you know, maybe you wind up with fourth and a half a yard to go, and, right. and then you have a whole other decision. I'm up against it. I promise you, we only have an hour and 40 minutes left to talk about this game, so we will get to absolutely everything as we continue, <laughs> including this. Did Dak make an MVP statement last night? Can he carry this Cowboys team all the way to the Super Bowl? Chris Canty will be in our studio to answer that, and then we will divert to this. Playoff chaos. Is it possible the SEC gets shut out? Nick Saban will weigh in. Paul Feinbaum will weigh in. Desmond will weigh in. What a morning. Let's get up on ESPN. Delicious, meat nutritious, and the snack that packs a real protein punch. Wonderful pistachios, one of the highest protein nuts out there. Each one-ounce serving has 6 grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Wonderful pistachios also come in a variety of flavors and sizes, perfect for enjoying with family and friends or taking them with you on the go. And you're on the go a lot, taking the kids to school, hopping from meeting to meeting, shopping for groceries. Well, the good news is, not only are wonderful pistachios a complete protein, providing all all nine essential amino acids, they're also great for all your adventures. So whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut, or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute, but Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists, like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. Back on Get Up, we are brought to you by Hulu Plus Live TV. Stream 90 plus live channels and so much more. Go to Hulu.com slash live. All right, quick wake-up call for you this morning. A goalie goal. Here's how it sounded. 
Jari, he's going for the empty net, bouncing towards the goal, he scores! You have witnessed history! Tristan Jari becomes the first goaltender in Pittsburgh Penguins history to actually score a goal! I want a moment, 17th goal by a goalie in the history of the NHL, as you heard the first ever by a Penguins goalie, and that was a great call. Little wake-up call. All right, back to all the football in a moment. Super Dak. Can Prescott carry the Cowboys all the way to the Super Bowl? Is this Jerry's best shot in nearly 30 years? Our former Cowboy is here to talk about it right after this. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We are back on Get Up, bottom of the hour. And again, if you're just joining us, we'll show you how it finished last night. An absolute thriller on Thursday night. Early fourth quarter, Cowboys trailing Seattle 35-27. But Bart, an unbelievable play by Dak Prescott. Yeah, that was a huge play. And also to turn from a runner to a Thor again, get the ball back in his hand, get the ball out. It was a tremendous play. That would lead to a field goal. So the Cowboys down 35-30. Now Seattle going for it at midfield. Mike T, you didn't like that decision. Punt the ball, make Dallas go the long, hard way. There were no punts in the entire game last night. Ensuing Cowboys drive, Jake Ferguson has really emerged as an enormously yeah. important target. Moss. For the Cowboys, 38-35 after a two-point conversion is good. Seattle gets it back. Once again, stopped on downs. This is Geno uh, uh, chucking it up and going nowhere. Yeah, young player making a bad. Then Dan Graziano, we, none of us except for Bart liked this call. <laughs> Seahawks have no timeouts. Dallas could have run 40 seconds off the clock. Yeah, you got to run it or you got to throw it short. Like, that, that was too ambitious. That could be just a result of how good they feel about their offense. Right Instead, now. they give Geno another chance, but 
Micah Parsons. Great play. This was we a... should block him. Unblocked. Oh, no. This was the right play. This was the right play. Unblocked on the final play. He comes in, and you see the big fella, Chris Canty. Chris Canty coming in like Micah Parsons on hey, the left. Uh, coming over. 12, man. You can lower your seat. From Unsportsmanlike on ESPN Radio. You see the squad here. Unbelievable. We've been on it so far, and of course, you guys have been talking about it yeah. for two hours. Number one takeaway on the statement the Cowboys and their quarterback made last night. Uh, nothing material changed for me with the Dallas Cowboys outlook. I still want to see more from them, and we'll find out what happens in week 14 when they match up against the Eagles in AT&T Stadium. Some of the issues that I was concerned with about this team coming into this year are still some of the issues that are at play. And overall, it's the game management for Mike McCarthy. And I heard Mike Tannenbaum allude to it, but when you're 4-8 in the red zone, I'll give you credit for getting to the red zone eight times, but you can't have goal to go first down on your three-yard line and end up having to settle for three. And we saw that again at the end of the first half in that possession that they had. They had goal to go, and they ended up settling for a field goal. Gee, those types of mistakes will come back to bite you. Check that. They already have come back to bite you. We saw that against the Philadelphia Eagles. They had first and five from the six-yard line when they were down five points and only got two shots on the end zone in that possession. Good teams will beat you when you make those types of mistakes. And at the end of the game, inexplicably, Mike McCarthy, it's less than two minutes to go. Third down, you throw a pass to the end zone rather than running the football when the Seattle Seahawks have no timeouts and you could run the clock down to about a minute left, kick a field goal, and give them less than a minute with having to drive the length of the field for a touchdown. Made no sense to me in those situations. Mike McCarthy's game management continues to be a big question mark, and we saw that get them against the 49ers in back-to-back postseason. Bart, you're really on an island on this one play, on that it's, one it's decision. It's fine. I've been, on a, I've been on an island before, but like, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go and explain why the, the last play from the Seattle Seahawks was the right play as well, right? It no, we'll get, get to that one in a minute. Yeah, exactly. For those just I mean, turning listen. in, Dak throws the ball in the end yeah. zone. If they run it there, fourth, who knows what might happen. Maybe yeah. you get the first down. Maybe it's fourth and one and but, you have an but, interesting decision. But, but that, was a high, that was a high percentage play right here. You had double crosses that going at the bottom. You had you had other options. He just saw his best player. You put the decision making in the hands of your best player. That could have just ate it, and they could have got the same thing once right. he saw that it wasn't apparently open. They got double rub routes at the bottom that was, that didn't come over. Seattle did a great job, and they could that could have just ate it. But he put the ball in his playmaker's hands, and he saw an opportunity to shut the game out, and it was there, and it didn't it didn't work out. But it. Art. Hey, Bart, I don't care if it's Superman out there. It was a 15% chance. It don't matter. It does matter because as it's 15%. To, you, you have a six-point That could have just ate it. That could have ate it. to go, and your opponent has no timeouts. So Mike McCarthy, the head coach, okay. has to overrule Mike McCarthy, if, the play caller, and say, from a defensive perspective, what's best for if, us to if, win this if, game? If Dak gets sacked on that, right? We kicked the field goal. Does it make the field goal any more difficult? No. 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 So it's the but same thing. But it makes thing. their chances of being able to make it's, it a it's, game it's, that it's, much harder because they have to drive the length of the field it, with no timeouts it, and less time. Listen, I don't have any problem with a head coach putting it, putting the game in the hands of his franchise quarterback, right? Like, if that was Aaron Rodgers, he might have checked out to that, and we would have no problems. <laughs> if, they, if, they would, if he would have got the Ooh. touchdown or if he would have got the first down, we'd have been applauding him for going for the juggler. I'm so imagining, no risky, no biscuit. I'm man. imagining being no. in Mike McCarthy in his office mm-hmm. right now. Mm-hmm. Coach, you just won the biggest game of your mm-hmm. season. What's going on? They're killing you on Get Up right now. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. But you know what, G? That's a part of the problem. <laughs> I get, I, you yeah. just won the biggest game of your season. Well, you didn't beat the Philadelphia Eagles. You didn't beat the San Francisco 49ers. And those 
those are the teams that we're judging. Your key card is never going to work in Dallas, man. They got their big shot at Philly a week and a half from now. Go ahead, Lewis, get in here on this. You you hear, obviously, what's going on. I know where you stand on it. Go. Yeah, man, look, we we said this before. You have, Bart, I I, I really do get what you're saying. I I get what you're saying as far as trust in the players. And you like the call. You like the double move. Although, I don't know if I necessarily like that move. I'm running the football. You have to eliminate. You have to take time off of the clock and play the odds as far as, look, we have to go ahead behind this offensive line. We need to run it over here behind Tyler Smith and Tyron, and we need to smash this thing up in here, and we need to get three yards. And if not, we need to run this clock down. We need to kick it. Then we need to go ahead and kick it off to them. We need to pin them deep, and then we need to turn loose our pass rush and close this game out. That is the way that I'm t- I, I would assume that every single coach, all other 31 of them, would have said, that's how you play that situation. I don't care if you have Jerry Rice out there Not and Brandon Steve Stanley. Young. That's how you play the situation. <laughs> all right, so let's leave that. So, so, well, well, we'll stay on this. So one other thing we haven't even too. gotten to yet. 36 minutes. <laughs> I haven't even gotten to the other big play here. The Seahawks fall the 6-6 six and six with this loss last yeah. night. And there's, there is a scenario where that loss keeps them out of the playoffs this yeah. year. I want you to hear Geno Smith's explanation of the final play. We just showed it to you in the highlight. Fourth down. They have plenty of time to mm-hmm. go down there and try and win this game. And they leave Micah Parsons unblocked yes. on the final play. Geno Smith will explain it to you. Let's play that. You know, it is designed. It was, uh, he had to squeeze right tackle. had to squeeze right there versus zero. Um, so he did the right thing. Micah coming free. Uh, we knew that would possibly happen. Uh, tried to get the ball around him. Uh, just wasn't able to. So just making sure, I've got all these defensive players in here. Chris Canty, is he saying the strategy was we're going to leave the best pass rusher and maybe the quickest person I've ever seen for his size unblocked on a fourth down play? There's no universe that exists where that's a good idea. (laughs) That that is franchise malpractice. Shane Waldron, uh, Pete Carroll, that is absolutely awful. This this dude is one of the (laughs) fastest defenders in the National Football League, regardless of the position. You give him a free run at the quarterback, I don't give a damn that you're running the screen. It don't matter. Okay. That's not a good idea. Bart, okay. why, once right. again, everyone disagrees with you. Why oh, is that the listen, right play? Listen, my boy Chris has had his hand in the dirt, so he don't be seeing a big picture all the time because he was going to get the passer. I had to see everything, right? So as a linebacker, cover zero. Earlier on, you got to anticipate cover zero. What this is is a pick play. What the genius of Dan Quinn and what he did is he dropped Demarcus Lawrence to take this to screener. This is wide open. You throw the ball over head, cover zero, the outside linebacker has to peel, right? That takes him from being aggressive. So now what happened is Lawrence drops back and takes the screen. If Lawrence doesn't do that, you throw the ball over his head, he hits his head on a goalpost. They had to anticipate fourth uh, fourth down that it was going to be a cover zero because that's what they had gotten earlier. It was harder to get it to Njigba earlier because he missed it when he just lofted up there. This is a play where you're trying to take advantage of their aggressiveness and allowing your quarterback to continue to bail and throw the ball over his head. It's perfect if Lawrence doesn't get there. Yes, he gets hit. Gino gets hit, but the guy hits his head on a goalpost. So let's hear from the third level of the defense. We have the, the defensive line. Now let's go to the secondary. Lewis, what did you think of the call? No, I I hated it. I hated it. You can't block it. It's cover zero. You can't block it. Look, I know, but look look at where DJ's coming from, number one, on this screen. 
Number two, well, they, they were yeah, really so dropping the Marcus. The Marcus was in a two-point. He was still no, he was he was in a two-point. He's rushing the passer. He hit a move. He what he saw what he recognized the screen. <laughs> he recognized DJ coming across. You see it right here. And he just hits him. So the play was dead regardless. The play was dead. But the fact of the matter is this. Look, pass rushers, you know this, Bart, because you rushed the passer, and you know this, Chris, too. Nobody in the NFL has to get off that Micah has. So the timing is going to be all screwed. You have to factor in the timing here of this play and how long it takes and who you're going to get, who you're turning loose. Look, if this was me they were turning loose on a zero, then run the damn play. Go ahead. I ain't going to get there. Micah, okay, Micah's going to get there. Micah's going to get there, and he's going to screw up the timing. And DeMarcus is a smart player. You saw what he did. He hit the cross chop, right? He was going to go ahead and rush, and he saw he saw DJ coming across the formation, and he hit him with his shoulder, which but was what's perfect. The play open? They played what, it wouldn't perfect. Wouldn't the play have been open if it wasn't? Micah could have no, did whatever he did. What Micah could have did exactly what he did. If Lawrence doesn't do what he does, look at the convoy that he has because they ran the, double the slants. It was still going to be dead. cover zero, double slants. That's picking all the inside linebackers. Everybody's flat-footed. It's taking all the cover zeros there. It didn't work out, but you didn't have that many options. The reality is, Fant dropped a pivotal uh, drop, and Lockett dropped a, a pivotal drop, and you down to the last play of the game, you have no options. It's a cover zero. They're all coming. I, I, I understand that, but it, it does feel to me like under any circumstance, I feel attacked you know, today. I, you know, I, and I get it. I, if, I, if, it was, if I wasn't on the COVID list, I'd come over and hug you. Right <laughs> <now>. <laughs> You're just, you have been taking it from all angles this morning. Chris, let me give you the final word. Yeah. So despite all of that, despite everything we've said here, did the Cowboys last night, the way they play right now, the way their quarterback is playing right now, is this a team we could see in the Super Bowl this year, yes or no? No. No, because they can't run the football in between the tackles, too. Like, that's a part of why they struggle once they get to the red area. The field gets condensed. They don't have a running game that's physical when it comes to in between the tackles. The touchdown run that they did have was a toss to Tony Pollard. So, I mean, unless something about that changes materially, unless Mike McCarthy gets better at game management, no, I can't see the Dallas Cowboys in the Super Bowl. They're struggling in the red area. They're 15 for 22 in their last four Mm -hmm. games in the red area. That's a September argument. But they're not, they're scoring. They're they struggled. They, they were four of eight last night, Dan. Four of four eight. Of eight. Four of eight. inside the red zone. You You're had situations. One game sample. First, giving you a first down on the like three yard line. First down on the three yard line. One first down on the six yard line. One and time. you settled for field goals. That's a, well. What about the end of the Eagles points. game? They scored forty-one. Okay, they're beating. They're beating tomato cans. Congratulations, Dan. This happened. He is on somebody else other than me. Against teams that aren't good. That's great. I have to let Candy Phenomenal. Phenomenal, Dan. I love sitting over here, by the way. That's great. I have to let Chris go. Unsportsmanlike ESPN Radio. Right in the red zone. There's four of eight in the red zone yesterday. That's 50%. This argument will. That's good. That's high in the red zone. In the meantime. At least the league. Guys, I have something very important to say. ESPN Bet is the official sports book of ESPN for exclusive offers with your favorite ESPN personalities like me. Sign up for the ESPN Bet app. All users get $200 in bonus bets after making any sports book bet. Download the app and sign up today. What a play. Coming up, we will take our one diversion from this. The weekend of our dreams is here. Will it end all the chaos or will it just begin it? Wait until you hear the scenario. Desmond is going to bring up as a possibility. You will lose your mind next. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills. 
your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Four-man rush. Gino steps up, throws the slam. What a catch! Steps up, throws back to the end zone. There's CD Lamb. Throw over the middle. It's Brandon Cooks. Touchdown, Seahawks. What a first half this has been. It's DK Metcalf again. That's number three. Close for majority of the game, and then boom, we blew it open. We've got to make plays to give ourselves a chance to win, but guys kept saying it on the sideline. Expect to win. And when you do that, you have those expectations. You're going to find a way to win. Forces an incomplete pass, and Dallas will hold on to win it at home. What a night it was. Cowboys won their 14th straight at home, dating back to last year. Longest active streak in the league leaves them four short of a franchise record they set back from 1979 through 1981. Much, much more on this game as we continue. We've been basically wall-to-wall, but this weekend is everything that we have been waiting for. Five enormous games, none of them bigger than the SEC championship. Alabama-Georgia, if Bama wins, could the SEC get shut out of the playoff? Nick Saban was talking about that yesterday with McAfee. I think there should be some representation from the SEC, regardless of who wins the game. Absolutely. I think this is one of the best leagues, um, you know, in the country. Uh, And if you're a one-loss team and you play through this league, uh, I think you're one of the best four teams in the country. So that's what he thinks. Let's hear what our guys think. There they are, Desmond Howard and Paul Feinbaum. And, Paul, I believe on issues of the SEC, I'm obligated to start with you. Should this thing go – is there – what would you say on this program Monday morning if the SEC is shut out of the college football playoff? Blasphemy would be where I would start. And, listen, Greeny, are you an Aaron Rodgers fan? I agree with Nick Saban. Of course, uh, he makes sense. And, and he, he's not just saying it uh, because he's being parochial. Uh, the SEC is the best league in college football. It, it has five of the top 13 or 14 schools. And, and Nick Saban understands that. And, and on top of all that, he would have beaten the number one team in the country. The two biggest wins of this year after, after that happens, assuming it does, would be Michigan over Ohio State and obviously Alabama over Georgia. So I completely agree. And, and I think he is dead on here. What do you think, Des? If Alabama beats Georgia, should there be no discussion? They're in. 
Well, if Alabama beats Georgia, I don't, I don't know if Georgia can fall that far out of the college football playoff, and I don't know if Alabama can climb that high. I think when you look at the rankings, for them to put Alabama where they are means it's going to be a steep climb for them to get that high, even if they beat the number one team in the country. Georgia, on the other hand, I believe because they're at the number one position, I don't see them falling all the way down to number five. So I think Georgia still has an outside chance of getting in. It also depends on what else, what else happens with the other teams ahead of Alabama, too. But let me make sure I'm, I'm clear on what you're saying. Are you pointing out a scenario here, Desmond, where Alabama beats Georgia tomorrow night <laughs> and Georgia gets in and Alabama doesn't? If you look at the strength of record and strength of schedule, that's the things that the college football playoff selection committee, they like to look at when they start splitting hairs. I think that they may be able to vote, vote George in. I'm not saying that they should. I'm just saying when you look at when teams drop, when they lose a game, very few teams drop that far out of the rankings, especially from number one to actually number five. So I'm not saying that it's right and that's what they should do, but I would not be shocked or surprised if it happened. Yeah, no team has ever fallen out from number one going into the last weekend of the season. Paul, if that happens, I volunteer to host your show for you next week. That, that, that'll be the greatest, the greatest week. Talk to me, Paul. Give me that scenario. Well, I mean, Desmond's probably right in terms of what this committee has done, but, but that's, that's absurd, Greeny. I mean, we're, we're not talking about Alabama having lost to Pittsburgh or some middle, middle pack team. I mean, we're talking about Alabama – uh, lost to Texas uh, on September 9th. That's a, a high-quality loss. Texas may be in as well. I, I just think it shows how farcical this committee would be if that is in, indeed the case, especially if you put a school like like Florida State in, which you know, to me is what, they're without their best quarterback, their best player, and they would not have a chance. Greeny, not to play Vegas games here, but why not? Uh, I mean, right now, uh, the disparity between Florida State and Georgia, the disparity between Florida State and and Alabama is between about an 8 and 15 point spread, depending on which school it is. And to put Florida State in over that would be like another TCU. We'll, 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 we'll snore through the end of one of those games because it would be such a blowout. So, but Paul, let me ask you then this way, just to sum up this topic. Would you say there is a better chance of the SEC getting in two teams or no teams on Sunday? I think it's better that they get two. I don't think that will happen. But but I, I think the odds of the SEC being shut out is, is just insane. And that, and and you, I know people around the country are going, come on. I mean, how many times do we have to hear this from the South? But but I, I mean, I live this every day of the week, and, and I know the difference between the SEC and so does Dev. I mean, he's been on a number of SEC campuses, and and I, I and we just have to quit thinking like groups in this institutionalism and put in the four best teams. I know they never do, but I'm going to keep asking for it. All right, Des, very quickly because I'm running short on time here. I need two more from you. If Florida State wins, is there zero question in your mind they should be in? Zero question in my mind. As a player, you have to give these guys what they've earned at that point. And at that point, if they've been able to run the table and they're a conference champion, I don't care if they don't have their best player or not. We've seen the same scenario with Ohio State when they lost their quarterback. So I do believe if they run the table that they deserve to be one of the top four teams in the college football playoff. And then finally, tonight's game, Washington-Oregon. If Oregon wins that game, are they in? Should tonight's winner be guaranteed a spot, yes or no? Absolutely, absolutely. You know, Paul talks about the SEC. The SEC as a conference this year has been the Pac-12, meaning they've been the most competitive conference 
from top to bottom this whole college football season. So because they're coming from the most competitive conference, I believe that they should be in the college football playoff, hands down. All right, Paul, I know that you uh, once again have altered your travel plans. I can see everyone. Hey, Greeny, uh, by yeah. the way, we started we started 3 p.m. Monday in case you want to fly down. <laughs> Listen, if that happens, if, <laughs> if, if, I'm telling you right now, if Alabama beats Georgia and then Georgia gets in and Alabama doesn't, then just put uh, Paul Feinbaum in every Hall of Fame that has ever existed. That'll be the greatest broadcast. And in, in literally, Edward R. Murrow would be jealous of what you've got this coming week. Paul, travel safely, guys. Thank, thank you. you. <laughs> yes, sir. Right, what a weekend, and we've got so much of it for you. Oregon, Washington tonight, ABC. Oklahoma State, Texas, monster game tomorrow in the Big 12. Florida State in Louisville tomorrow night. And Sunday at noon, the exclusive reveal of the college football playoff teams on ESPN and the app. What a sensational weekend this is going to be. And it got off to an unbelievable start last night. The Thursday night thriller, we're back to that. Did Dak make an MVP statement? Did the Cowboys look super? We're all over it next.